You are now listening to the Motivational Mentors Podcast with your hosts, Luke Burrows. Touch on morning routines. I think people have to find something that works for them. And Arsenio Buck. Hey, Arsenio, let's go party. Hey, party. If someone asked me to party right now, Luke, come on. What the hell's a party? A party? A party for what? Guys, what is going on? Welcome back to Motivational Mentors. I'm your host, Arsenio, and of course, my side partner over there, Luke Burrows. But yeah. today is not about us. It is about this man over here. His name is Adol, and I'm going to let him do all of the explaining. So, Adol, thanks so much for tuning in this Dude, afternoon, morning, whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Two different time one, zones. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it's my and Luke's afternoon and your evening. Ah, that's right. You're out there with Luke. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, pleasure having you on, man. Thank you. Thanks. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, um, adult, for those who don't know who you are, could you dive into you, you know, your, your story, your journey, and why you do what you do? I know you're a copywriter and business strategist, I believe, consultant. So, um, yeah. yeah, explain to everyone what you do, why you do it. All right, cool. So I'll try and give you guys a condensed version of my yeah. story. Um, basically, so my name's Adam Marcy. I'm actually seen as one of the more underground copywriters there are. I mean, I'm, everyone that is a copywriter that is anyone knows me because I've been doing this since 2008 professionally. So got 11 years of like doing this. And I started out my career when I was 12 years old. I started out like learning my craft when I was 12, 12 years old. I'm turning 30 this year, which is a little bit depressing, but also quite fun to look at. Um, but no, so like my story basically began when I was uh, five years old. My dad was paralyzed from like the waist down for about two years. So sorry if you guys hear the background noise. That's just one of my cats using the litter box. She can be very, very loud. <laughs> it's uh, all good. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking what the hell can you do, right? Cats be cats. You just care about what's right for them. I fucking love her badass attitude. Anyway, that's what I was saying. So like, I pretty much just, uh, my dad was paralyzed from the waist down for two years. And I have an older sister who used to beat my ass. Uh, and she used to beat my ass because back in the 90s where I grew up, uh, there was, it was two, two big channels that you basically had wars over as kids. You were either a teenager and were into Nickelodeon or you were a kid in Cartoon Network. There was no compromise. So... Right. Essentially, I wanted to watch whatever I wanted to help, whatever the hell I wanted to watch. And my sister wanted to, I think Scooby Doo Adventures in all fairness. Um, and my sister just wanted to watch Nickelodeon shit. So I realized that my actual best way of like overcoming my sister, who was stronger than me at the time, was, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna sit down and watch whatever dad's watching for two hours or three hours. Um, and I used to spend my afternoon after school just sitting there with him watching whatever the hell he watched. And surprisingly, Luke knows hopefully knows these shows because they're British shows. Uh, one of them is quite old and it's been off air for some time. It's called 15 to 1. And it's a, tra it's a trivia game about like just random bits of information. Um, and the other one is Countdown, which is all to do with words and numbers. And I fucking love those shows. I really do. Mm -hmm. Did but My dad's other thing that basically helped me become a best copywriter was my dad, for some weird reason, loved watching Billy Mays. Like this dude would watch Billy Mays for two hours a day for no reason. I was like, I don't understand it, but fuck it. I want to watch it. I want to watch cartoons. Let's watch Billy Mays. So I'd watch the Home Shopping Channel with my dad for like two hours a day, six days a week for two years. Now, for those that aren't psychologists, I don't know this about the human brain, the human brain actually absorbs uh, everything it basically picks up until the age of two, until the age of seven. So if you're not basically 
it, your personality isn't formed until then. So th for those two years, I had nothing but sales material being blasted into my brain. Um, and when that happened, I essentially just kind of like gained a whole understanding of stuff. At age eight, I remember my dad, my mom, my mother of all people, looking at me and she just said, you know what, you're such a little manipulator because I kept, I kept doing this thing. Kids, if you're listening to this, for whatever reason, I don't know why you would, but if your parents are listening to this and you just have to hear it, <laughs> if you really want to annoy your parents and get your way, wait till they're on the phone and then ask a simple request. Like, I love <laughs> just wait till they're on the phone. That's what I did. And like, I had my cousin stay over the entire time. So I'd wait till my mom was on the phone and then go ask her. And then I'd come back and be like, mom said I can play on my PlayStation. And they're like, we're watching TV. I was like, mom said, sorry. And then just like, we'll just kick them out. Um, so it was like, that was my little thing. So like my mom basically was like, dude, you're a little manipulator. It's like, okay, cool. I didn't actually take it as offensively. I actually took it as like, that's pretty cool. Thanks, mom. And uh, fast forward to age 12, my parents are sat down by, with my year six teacher. So this is before I go to like, I think it's junior, no, middle school, I think it is, uh, for mm -hmm. Americans. Like I was basically telling at 12, I was going to a different school. Um, my parents get sat down by my teacher and I haven't turned 12 yet. I think it was 11 times 12. And my parents get told, uh, your son's smart, but the problem is that he's really slow at writing. And they're like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, he's, he's great, but he's a perfectionist. Like, I swear to God, if he gets to the bottom of the page and accidentally puts the full stop on the wrong spot, the wrong part of um, the page, he literally tears the page out and starts again. That was me. So yeah, basically it just got to that point. My parents are like, what can we do? They're like, right, get him to write stories every single day. Like get him to write. So I had to practice my ability to write. So my dad, who had recovered and had his own little thing running at the time, uh, used to get me to write stories for whatever he was doing. And it was his import export business every single day. And my school commute at the time, when I lived, when I lived with my, like my parents were together for a while, like up until the point they separated, my school commute was only about 30 minutes. Like it's between 20 and 40 minutes, depending on the day. But like most of the time it was 30 minutes, like 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back. And then after my parents separated for about two years, my school commute went from that to two hours a day. So I'd spend an hour on the bus each way. Um, the only problem with that is I was a little bit of a lonely kid, like a little bit of a loner, had friends, but I really didn't speak to people once on the bus. I just kind of had my own thing going. That transformed into my head of just like how I wanted to write advertising, not write advertising. I used to write stories that way. And then I transferred to writing hip hop and lyrics and artwork and everything I could as a teenager. And then I got into martial arts. And I kind of only did the writing thing because my dad kept making me. 18 years old, I go, I've started a network marketing company. I grow my team really quickly. I think I got like 10 people inside six months, which basically upgraded my, my, my level straight away. It was a lot of, it was a self-development company as well. So it was really wow. easy to sell. And then uh, after falling out with the guy that sponsored me, I decided to like head out my own way and look at this online marketing thing. And I wrote a blog post. Now I went to a, I'm not going to tell you the results of that blog post just yet. But I went to a seminar. I got asked, what do you do? And I said, I don't know what I do. Like, okay, what do you, what are you good at? I was like, well, cause, cause a lot of the speak, I was crewing for this company and the speakers just like took mercy, like a really nice way of looking at me going, Hey, he's 18 slash 19 years old. Let's, uh, let's ask him what he can do and how he can actually grow. I was like, cool. I go ahead and do this thing. And they asked me what I'm good at. And I'm like, well, I wrote a blog post and like, I mean, it wasn't a great blog post. Seven, only like seven people signed out, signed up out of the 10 people that visited. And they were like, wait, seven out of 10 paid you money. I was like, 
yeah, I mean, that's terrible, right? They're like, no, you're a goddamn copywriter. Go sell that shit. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I went home to tell my dad this. And my dad, like one of the few times I told my dad what I do. And my dad went, oh, right, okay. Went upstairs, grabs this file, gives it to me, and goes, read the first three pages of this ad, of, of these ads. So I'm reading through these ads, but the third page, I'm like, this ad seems really familiar. He was like, yeah, why? I was like, it feels like I wrote this. He goes, you did write this. So we used to take your ads down to our copywriters. They used to polish it up and mail it out. That's basically you were our copywriter like, for a very long time without knowing. So I was like, damn, okay, cool. And ever since then, I just basically put up a shingle and have been writing direct response and story-based ads and stuff like that since 2008 slash 2009. And in that time, I say I've done over half a billion in like trackable sales. The actual number is like 534 billion right now because one of my clients is, this is the cool thing. I took one of my clients from 5 million to 15 million inside 90 days. Uh, so basically they make 10 million more a month and I just get to add an extra 10 million to my running total every single month, which is awesome. So that's me. Wow. Okay. Damn. Okay. Well, first and foremost, okay. For dummies out there, copywriting what is exactly in pure dumb english what exactly is that the simplest way of putting it is well there's two ways fuck it we'll go two ways um <laughs> the first way is quite simple it's basically the simplest explanation i could ever find about copywriting it is salesmanship in print it's basically being able to use words in a way to persuade other people to do shit like give you money or opt in or click on your ad what it's not is, hey guys, look at my shiny, th like, hey guys, uh, McDonald's here. Listen to this music and feel really nostalgic and then no actual call to action. That's not copywriting. Copywriting is being able to write an advertisement that attracts the right people, that gives them all, gives them all the reasons why they need to buy and invest in you and then gives them a way to do it. That's, that's one explanation. The other explanation, at least in my part, is copywriting is essentially being able to tell your story in such a way that's persuasive and can attracts the right people to your audience and to you, sorry, attracts the right audience to you in order to sell them stuff. The best case example for this is Gary Halbert, one of the greatest copywriters of all time, may you rest in peace, actually did say, um, if, I was to go, if I was going to go toe to toe with any business and you could have any advantage over me, what would that advantage be? I'll tell you mine in a minute, but you tell me what your advantage would be. In fact, let's play this game right now. If you guys don't know the quote, which I hope you don't, but if you do, what would be your advantage? If you and I went, it's like all three of us, me versus the two of you went toe-to-toe -to -toe in business and you could have any advantage over me, what advantage would you want? Uh, salesmanship. Uh, salesmanship. Oh, great question. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, probably sales as well. <laughs> okay, my thing that I'd want is I'd want a hung I would I'd want a starving audience. That's what I'd want. That's my advantage. Basically, copywriting is able to talk to the most starving audience member there is and attract those pe people to attract those people to me in order to buy the stuff that I'm selling. So for him, it was the idea of like if we went to selling hot dogs together, what would be an advantage? And everyone was like, better food truck, more sales, whatever it is. And he was like, I just want a hungry audience. Why? Because I know what I know what they want. They want sausages and I'm going to sell them sausages. Yeah. So um, for those, you know, more young entrepreneurs out there, when they first start business, you know, they, they kind of have all this information thrown at them. So would you say like copywriting is one of the most important things for those people getting started? It is the most important mm -hmm. thing. Like I've said it for many, many years and I'll keep saying it again and again. Copywriting is the master skill behind business. If you want to make a million, understand how to write copy because it seeps into everything. 
you want to write a proposal to get capital, like to raise capital for your venture, whatever it is, that's copywriting that goes in. You want to build a mailing list that basically isn't shitty and only 10% basically buy. So you have like a hundred thousand people, a hundred thousand names on there, but only 10,000 of them basically pay you or even a, a thousand people, only a hundred people actually go and read your emails or what you write out. Copywriting changes that. It allows you to speak to the right people. So you get a higher open rate, you get a higher like response rate. People listen to you and people follow you. Um, if you're thinking like, oh, but it's only just writing. No, it's in video. It's in podcasts. It's in every single thing. If you're writing to get people on your show, if you're writing to get JVs and collaboration, if you're writing whatever it is, copywriting is at the exact centered root of it all. For those who maybe are just starting out, you know, young entrepreneur, um, and like what would be some ways that you would um, say that they can then improve their copy if they don't have the money or, you know, the uh, investment to hire a copywriter like yourself? Yeah, I was going to say most of the time, if you hire a good copywriter, you're going to be spending a couple of thousand to a couple of uh, tens of thousands to some people, a couple of hundreds of thousands to get them to write. Um, and that's usually, sometimes it's not usually down to their skill set. It's usually down to the copywriter himself. There's a legend in the industry who I'm not going to name. He doesn't charge more than $10,000. In my opinion, he should be charging 400000 for what he does because he's so damn good. Wow. He's amazing. But anyway, uh, so to answer your question real quickly. So if you don't have a lot of money and you really can't buy courses, like let's just say... Actually, let's give this person a budget. What is the budget this entrepreneur has? 200 pounds a month. 200 pounds a month. All right. So what I would say is the first thing you really, really want to dive into is um, month one. Turn your 200 pounds into a reading and understanding opportunity every single month. Uh, the first book you should buy, uh, my friend Brian Kurtz has so thankfully been able to um, actually put this together. I'm so damn impressed that he's actually brought this back. It's one of the greatest books underwrite response and psychological advertising really it's called breakthrough advertising by eugene schwartz it's that if you try and buy it on amazon or on ebay or whatever it is you're gonna be looking like paying two to three thousand dollars through the nose for it it's that rare uh brian reprinted this because he had the rights to reprint and it's 197 pounds 197 dollars i think so that's like mostly a budget pretty much gone in that one book. But trust me, if you read that book fully all the way through and don't get distracted by shiny object syndrome and actually practice what's in that book, you will be better than the majority of copyrights already out there just in this one book. The second thing I'd say is, well, I actually have a course which is like 500 bucks and I'm just going to say that there. That's a three hour crash course on like how my brain works and it'll get you to like a decent C-level copywriter inside like four hours. Um, but I wouldn't actually suggest you take that unless you read scientific, uh, like breakthrough advertising first. Uh, scientific advertising is good. Um, it's a classic. It's got a lot of good rules. I mean, me personally, I don't read it as much as other people do. I mean, they love that book. Me, I have my own, my own like go-tos. So those two would be the first two I'd recommend to give you an idea of what it is and how and you know how it works and what copywriting is and getting to the brains of people then i would start looking at um actually following really good copywriters people that basically have made millions for their clients not ones that say yeah i made like 10 million and that was it I'm like good on you buddy but you shouldn't be really teaching a 10 million personally my whole thing is that actually you shouldn't be teaching a 10 million you shouldn't be teaching a 1 million if you've only made your clients 1 million dollars you're not in my, in my books, you're not allowed to open your mouth and talk about copywriting just yet. You're still a junior. It's like little kids on the playground at that point. If you get up to that point where you made 10 million or more, 
guess what? Now you can start talking about it. If you're a Brazilian jiu-jitsu kind of person like I am, take it this way. Underneath 10 million, you're a white belt. You shouldn't be teaching anyone anything. Over 10 million, you're a blue belt. Now you can start teaching people shit. As you start advancing, you get higher and higher until you get basically get to that pinnacle where you're basically considered the black belt underneath everyone's like tutelage. They look at you and go, damn, this guy's really, really good at what he does or this woman's really amazing at what they do. So scientific advertising, uh, breakthrough advertising would be two books I'd definitely recommend. So scientific advertising is written by Claude Hopkins. Uh, third book would be Ogilvy on Advertising by David Ogilvy, one of the best books ever. Don't get the reprints. Try and get any of the, don't try and get any of the new updated for the digital world shits. Go for the original. The original stuff is amazing because David Ogilvy was a classic ad man and most people screwed it up after he died, unfortunately. Uh, and then if you want some free resources, here's a little task that I have my junior copyrights go through. It's a really, really fun thing, but it's actually going to spoil books and movies for you. So I'll give you a heads up right now on TV shows. So I'm going to really ask a quick question. How many people watch Game of Thrones? Do you guys watch Game of Thrones? I don't actually. No. I used to watch Spartacus though. I don't. Okay. Okay. That's where people make the mistake. They're like, oh, Game of Thrones, whatever. I was like, guys, this is one of the highest rated shows of all time. Look at its check. Uh, look at its ratings. Ninety-five percent. You sh- you give me a show that's better than that, right? I'll wait. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> they've held they've held my attention for eight fucking seasons. Right. No show does that. I was going. I recently rewatched the entire freaking seven seasons because I wanted to catch up. I was like, I know the story, but I want to watch it again. And then you like realize nuances, and you're like, damn, this world building stuff is amazing because they do a callback way later in the season to like something that happened in the very first episode and you're like no way this is really really cool and the reason i tell you to watch stuff that is really highly addictive and loved by masses don't do it because you don't enjoy it or you do enjoy it i mean there is that aspect as well but do it from this from the scientific study of okay what makes this addictive what is this making me feel what is this? Why would this make me feel a certain way? And if you don't like Game of Thrones, which is just the example we use, because everyone's like, I'm not wanting Game of Thrones. I'm like, you're all fucking idiots, but fine. <laughs> that's what you do. Is find someone that is into Game of Thrones and ask them, why do you like Game of Thrones? What is it about the show? What does it make you feel? What was the most emotional thing that you saw in Game of Thrones that really either broke you or made you happy? Why? Why is that? When you do things like that, what ends up happening is that you're you psychologically start analyzing what are the happy processes. Then when you start doing that with video games, when you start doing that with books, when you start doing that with movies, and you basically really streamline and take note of what everything is happening on, going on sorry, inside your head, and what's happening when it comes down to, hey, how do I, um, how do I engage with people? Like, wh- what makes this really good for me to uh, talk to people about? Why, what is the emotional structure I want to take away? And you can basically deconstruct exactly what makes you emotional, what makes you happy, what makes you every single thing along the way. And now you have those tools for using your advertising moving forward because now you understand human nature better than you did before. And that's basically what I'd say people do. If you want a free resource, read books, watch movies, uh, watch TV shows, and just study the shit out of what makes you feel emotional about them and why. Oh, wow. I mean, no, I'm just blown away, to be honest with you. I'm just taking this all in right now. Now, you heard me up and said in writing, but you did mention audio and video. So you're saying that copywriting can be done in audio and video form, or you're just talking about writing too? Look at Harmon Brothers. They do that, that copywriters, in my opinion. They write full-blown scripts that are actually designed to convert for their clients. And what do they do? I mean, for the people that don't know who Harmon Brothers are, you probably do know of their work, but you don't know them. Um, Poopery. 
uh, Squatty Party. Those guys, they kill it. Mm. Why do they kill it? It's because they understand what their what their core audience really needs and wants. How they find humor, basically how to combine humor, what the audience wants and needs, with products that aren't usually sold. We've got two products right there talking about poop. Yet they were able to actually sell millions of this stuff without celebrity endorsement. They don't have like oh. a George Foreman on it. Like the George Foreman grill wasn't even made by George Foreman. It was made by like another company. And Foreman was the guy that was basically like the poster boy of it. So we're basically all copywriters, essentially. Yeah, we're all salespeople, really, on one, yeah. in one form or another. The only thing is most of us don't know what the fuck we're doing. So that's why we got the likes of like Tony Robbins, so many different people out there that stand on stage, like Mind Valley, you know, Vishen Lakiani creates courses. There are so many different people out there. But again, it's always about hitting the core of an individual, getting that final push saying, okay, would you like to buy my course? You know what I mean? Is this like NLP too? NLP is a form of it, but honestly, any cop like there are copyrights out there who personally use NLP and I've never used NLP in my copy. It's just a thing I look at. I do look at things like embedded commands, but that's just psychology more than just NLP. So NLP is a form that you can put into uh, copywriting. Basically any form of persuasion is copywriting. What guys used to sell hundreds and hundreds of years ago wouldn't work the same way it does today, but they were copywriters. They were salespeople. They were trying to tap into people's needs to get them to buy and spend money with them. It's like, if you really want to see how the old way of doing it is, uh, look at someone like the Renaissance artist who had to beg for patrons. How did they get patrons to actually help them pay for their life to create these marvelous, marvelous pieces of art that are actually timeless? Yeah, so it's actually just like, um, is it like tapping into like emotions and that? It's kind of... Yeah, I mean, yeah. copywriting is basically being able to tap into someone's emotions and put it together in a story that is able to be repeated by other people over and over again or to themselves that has enough justification inside of it in order to get people to buy. So I'll give you an example would be like, say for instance, guys, you're going to hire me to rewrite all your sales copy for your next product. Uh, why? Well, it's going to cost you 15, it's going to cost you $18,000 plus 15% of the take because you know, here's my background, my running total of how great of a copywriter I am. I'm very good at getting people to buy things. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. We'd love to do that. Great. Cool. Now I need to give you enough reasons why, that when you get asked later down the line by your cousin, your brother-in-law, your wife, your spouse, whoever it is, hey, why'd you spend 18 grand on this copywriter? Your, your answer can't be because they were amazing what they're doing. It could be, but you got to be like, because they're going to think you're stupid and talk you out of it. Mm. The best thing that you can do is just kind of say, well, the reason I spent 18 grand on this copywriter quite simply is because they've got a, a proven running track record. They've guaranteed the money. They've made sure this is all here. This is done, dusted this way. They're going to kick my ass until it's done. We're going to make sure it's completely fine and okay. And we have all these other reasons why I'm that guy that you hired. If it's your product, why is it they bought your product? You have to give them every reason under the sun to defend themselves about why they brought your product. Well, man, we are out of time, but we... That sucks, man. I wish we, yeah. could, we could have kept going. We're going to have to bring you back on, Adel. We... So for those who, um, who want to know more about what you do and connect with you, where is the best place to, to find you? And, um, and yeah, connect with you, man. Oh, if they hit, if they hit up my new website, adlamrc.com, I say new because I've actually just had it like look super slick and it just looks really good. So I'm like really happy about that. So yeah, that's basically where you guys can find me is adlamrc.com. If you want to follow me on YouTube, it's just uh, adlamrc.com forward slash YouTube. Um, and the reason I say that is because now in my new place, I'm settling in, uh, I'm actually going to be releasing, I'm going to be back onto my old schedule of releasing one new video a week, 
uh, and just basically kicking ass there. And of course, if you guys go to adelmarchi.com, you guys can look at previous podcasts we've had on there and previous guests. Um, so that'd be fun. Awesome. And you quick, just very quickly, you mentioned a course. So for those who are maybe at that level, is that all, all the information is oh. over there as well? Oh, no, no. If they want to take the course, because I don't think I've put the course on my site yet because we're still working through it. If you want to get the course, the course is 495, but currently it's listed as 995 because I still need to update the page. Uh, if you go to thecopywritersroom.com and enter the code Archer, um, as in Sterling Archer from the show Archer, because I love that show. Just type in the word Archer in the uh, in the promo code box on the checkout form. You'll get a discount of 500 bucks, and it'll be 495 And what I will say is there's a one-year guarantee on that course, meaning in the sense of if you don't make the $500 back after applying what I've basically shown you how to do that over and over again inside 12 months, send me an email. I always give the money back because I, I put it in writing in there and I'll back it up. If you can't make 500 bucks back with the stuff I've taught you inside 12 months, then I think you need the money more than I do. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, if you can send me those links, guys, I will put them in the, in the description. So definitely connect with Adol, uh, Adol, sorry. And yeah. um, <laughs> I, you I was like, ooh, who's going to get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, guys, the links are in the, in the description. But man, thank you for so much for coming on. We'll definitely have to bring you back because obviously, yeah, little time um obviously time restraint there yeah time restraint yeah. but uh yeah thanks for coming on man and um thanks for having me on. yeah no worries so guys next episode will be on friday so we look forward speaking to you then did you find this episode helpful if you did please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe new episodes of the motivational mentors podcast are available every friday